Hi there. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. I'm Amber West with the Rome Floyd Chamber, and we are here with our new director of programs, Eric Collins, and a board member, Lee Carter, with Brinson Askew and Barry. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hi, Eric, With the new with the Chamber over the last several weeks. How, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm hunky-dory, as Good. we say down south. <laughs> uh, are you settling in okay? I am. I'm having a great time. I'm learning and just having a good time with the team. Are you from Rome? or did you- Yes, I'm actually from Rome. I oh. went to Coosa High School, actually. Okay, good for you. Uh, So where were you before the chamber? Before the chamber, I did a lot of education stuff. So I'm a basketball coach with Model High School, Um, had a business with my wife called Pinnacle Developmental Services, where we do life coaching and mentoring with young adults and uh, teenagers. I do the guys, she does the girls, and then I did it Boys and Girls Club as well. Okay. Well, well, welcome. Glad to have you. And Amber, of course, uh, you are jumping in here. This has been Thomas Kislett's seat for a while, but he's gone on to do some international chamber business. Yes. And we, we told him goodbye last week. So welcome. You. Uh, you haven't been here in a while, but you've done the show before. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a minute. Um, and, and what is what is your role at the chamber? Just, I am the director of communications. Okay. So. Well, then you ought to be good at this. I, I hope I am. <laughs> uh, and, and Lee, what the hell do you do? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, Defense Day today generally put out fires for clients. Uh, so I'm a lawyer and partner at Brinson Askin Berry here in town. Okay. So, um, and so you're here kind of, we'll, we'll certainly talk about your law practice and you're also a, a board member of the chamber and the show celebrates what the chamber does. So first and foremost, let's talk about your relationship with the chamber. How did that come to be? How have you, how long have you been active? You know, how did they talk you into surfing on the board? <laughs> all that. All good questions. Uh, so my wife and I, we moved back to Rome in 2011. From? From Atlanta. So I uh, uh, graduated from law school in 2008 and uh, started my practice in Atlanta at a large law firm down there and uh, realized after my wife and I got married that we're both from small towns and decided that Atlanta was not the place for us. And so we moved back home. Got involved with young professionals and then ultimately was talked into uh, putting my name on a ballot uh, to then be circulated to chamber members and was elected to the board. Are you from here? You said both small towns. And where's your wife from? She's from Waycross down south. Oh, that's Waycross the state. It is. <laughs> as far as we can get. <laughs> uh, okay. And um, so, and you went to the University of Georgia, go dogs. That's right. Uh, seven good years. For undergrad, or <laughs> oh, does that include law school? It, it includes undergrad and law school. Thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, so, what has your experience been with your involvement with the chamber? What what has been rewarding about it to you? Well, it's fantastic. My uh, my dad and granddad had a small shoe store on Broad Street, and so I grew up in a small business atmosphere. I remember. What was the name of the store? Hopkins Gilman Lee. And so my 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 mom's maiden name is Lee, and so that's where I get my name. And so they had this shoe store. My grandfather moved here and. After World War II, so in the late 40s, and uh, joined that small business. And so ever since then, small business is kind of all I've known. And so getting involved with the chamber is really just an extension of uh, where my grandfather and father were. Okay, and I also, uh, I just kind of did a quick Google and looked at your bio. It's not just the chamber. You are very involved in Rome. I mean, you, d- you dove in. Uh, talk about some of the other boards and things that you serve on and other things you do to help serve our community. Sure, and that, that was a big reason to move back to Rome was to, to get involved. And in Atlanta, it's hard to sort of make any sort of impact. You're just a teeny tiny fish in this massive ocean. And here in Rome, you can, you know, no matter who you are, you can have an impact. 
in in some way. And so I, I can't recall the first uh, organization I was involved in, but I've been lucky enough to be involved with the Boy Scouts of America. I was an Eagle Scout here at Troop 113, um, involved with Habitat for Humanity, uh, involved with my church, uh, involved with the chamber. Wow. Um, that was, so that would be the Northwest Georgia Council. Correct. Of, of, um, and you were an Eagle Scout. Uh, a trivia question for you. I'm digressing. I often do this. Um, the, the United States, 12, 12 men have walked on the moon. 11 of them were Eagle Scouts. Wow, I did mm. not know that. Yeah. Wow. And I forget who the one is that wasn't, but, it, you know, he needs to get his act together. <laughs> um, that's, that's a little NASA trivia for you. Uh, Amber, so um, we were chatting before the show. Um, Chamber has been blowing and going for a while now. You had the big, massive, uh, you know, membership drive last, which leads to ribbon cuttings. Yes. <laughs> so are those still going on? What are you guys up to? We are still doing many ribbon cuttings. Um well, honestly, we're averaging a couple a week right now. We're, we haven't had any this week. We're gearing up for annual meetings, so we scheduled well. Um, but we have had a lot, and it's been great to see. We're having great attendance at all our events, too, including those ribbon cuttings. Best I've seen in a long time. All right, so the annual meeting is next week as, next we, week. as we tape this. So what, what, what goes on at the annual meeting? So there will be time for networking, then we'll enjoy a nice brunch, and then we will just talk a little bit about the previous year, and then we'll award all our award winners. Awards such as? So we'll have Small Business of the Year, Nonprofit of the Year, Large Business of the Year, and Exceptional Seven Young Professionals Award. All right. Is that something that people have been nominated yes, for? they have. From other chamber members? From other chamber members, they've been nominated so we'll be announcing the winners next week. Okay, and and it, how can people attend, or is that we are actually sold, sold out. out? Sold out. We are mm-hmm. sold out. We are very thrilled. We we are excited. Oh, and and where is it? When is it? It is May nineteenth at Taylor Estate. Okay, uh, and uh, Eric, let's talk a little bit about more about your job than the programs that you are overseeing. You said you've been there about two and a half months. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, is it is it trial by fire, or are you learning your way around? Or? Yeah, I am learning my way around. I have been thrown into the fire a little bit, but you know that's always good. I love a challenge and um, learning. I love learning, so development. Okay, and so the, the, again, the things that you oversee, and then we'll maybe dive into each one individually. <laughs> Yeah, Leadership Rome series, and that's the uh, Adult Leadership Rome and then the High School Leadership Rome, which we're changing the name this year. It's going to be Emerge High School Leadership Program. Okay, and what's the thinking behind that? Is, is um, I guess for me, I just wanted it to be differentiated from the, the adult program, and I thought about Emerge. You know, we, we have young leaders um, in our community. They're emerging, so we wanted to have that Emerge in there. Yeah, they're, so, they're of the age where they're still growing into adulthood. Right, exactly. So what's the age group for that? Um, it's rising sophomores and rising juniors in high school. Okay. And how do they get involved? They get involved through their school. Um, a lot of them will be nominated or given applications from their high school counselor. Um, but we've also broadened it a little bit. So every um, high school is, of, of course, involved. But um, we went a step further. So we invited other community stakeholders to nominate their um, high school juniors or seniors as well. Okay. So we talk about this program, whether it's the adult version of leadership or emerge for like, what's the lesson plan? What are what you, when you say leadership, what does that entail? That's a great question. Well, and of course it is. I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to ask a dumb question. <laughs> of course. Right. <laughs> um, but the thing, the thing about the thinking behind it is now um, 
of course, they get to travel around Rome and learn about the inner workings of Rome and have different leaders in the community come. But this year, we're going to add a leadership development component to it as well. We're going to have Steve Dennis come in and do some leadership training classes with um, the high school and the adult classes as well. You know, it's because it's funny, you, t- you just hear the word leadership, and I would imagine that inv- involves decision-making and character yep. yes. and and yep. all kinds of things like that. All right, so so what are some of the other programs you oversee? The other programs I oversee will be Minority Business and also the Nonprofit Roundtable. Okay, so um, if you've been around 10 weeks, <laughs> um, what have you been able to do with those other ones? Well, starting with Nonprofit Roundtable, we've been able to um, come up with our June 9th. We're going to have an appreciation lunch for our Nonprofit Roundtable group. Um, just to appreciate our nonprofits and tell them thank you for what they do in our community. Um, and that's going to be the kickoff to what we're going to start doing or begin doing with the nonprofit is do more educational based uh, things with the nonprofits where um, that may involve a little bit of board development. It may involve, you know, training per se as it pertains to it, um, executive directors. Yeah. How, how Amber, do you know how long has the leadership program been around? It's been long. Eighties. Oh, really? Okay. Since the eighties. So we're um, in class. This class coming up, the one that's being nominated now, will be class number forty. Oh, wow! Um, so we've you've grown a lot of leaders here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you involved at any I point? Was. Okay, and and so as a participant, uh, so tell us about it. Way back when? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, uh, uh, ch- testing my memory here. Um, <laughs> what I recall is really. It was similar to Leadership Rome, and so I'm very glad to hear that there's trying to be a differentiation. It was really a lot about, you know, each event or time period would be, let's go look at manufacturing, let's go look at education, let's go look at healthcare. And so I'm glad you're bringing in uh, Mr. Dennis to help with that leadership development, and I would encourage that to also be included in the Leadership Rome Adult Program, because it's great because even as a native, somebody who, you know, I felt like I knew a lot about Rome, going and visiting those sites can be truly eye-opening. So I think that's fantastic and should not be stripped out. But to add that component of developing various types of leadership skills, one of which includes listening, um, (laughs) which a lot of us don't do very often, um, and being uh, empathetic and trying to understand the other side, I think, you know, that would be a big skill to really uh, incorporate into that high school program with sophomores and juniors so that, I mean, right now we're also polarized for a variety of different reasons. So to encourage that empathy, that meet in the middle would be really important, at least to me. Yeah. What's the old cliche? You know, uh, we all have one mouth, but two ears. That's right. (laughs) Use them appropriately. (laughs) So that says the lawyer. Uh, uh, so uh, what, inter- what, if, if your background, you, was there no legal background in your family? No, all small business. No. Um, so what, what attracted you to the law? You know, I, I, <laughs> my mom has a funny story. So when I was 11, 12, somewhere in that range was about the time of, uh, <laughs> were you just a good arguer? <laughs> no, <laughs> not child. far from it. Far from it. No. Uh, she said I was enthralled by the OJ Simpson trial and said, um, that I just watched it from from start to finish, and um, but I think personally, what I saw was really going back to Boy Scouts. My my scoutmaster was Andy Davis, uh, who many people know as Sarge, and uh, he's a lawyer. He's one of my partners now, and so I just saw him as a, a leader in the community and somebody that I thought you know did a heck of a job. And you know, I kind of like you know history, political science. What do you do with that? Well, you can teach. My mom's a teacher. It's a wonderful profession. But what are the other options? I have. Not a lot of patience. And so I, I'm not sure I would have been the, the best teacher, 
but that that interest in history and political science really sort of led me to uh, a law practice and a law school. And what is uh, like what is your expertise or your area of concentration in law? Is there anything you you so I represent businesses and business owners primarily, and that, that principally means in litigation. So in some sort of dispute, whether there's been a lawsuit filed or, or there one is soon to be filed, and we represent uh, people and companies on both sides of the V. So I'm not just a defense lawyer. I'm not just a plaintiff's lawyer. It's really just a, a business dispute that we're trying to resolve, and, and hopefully in advance of any sort of trial, uh, that's generally in the best interest of all parties. Um, that practice in litigation has led to more and more what I'll call just sort of general management advice. And so that's to boards, uh, executives, just in their management of their business. And, and that you know runs the gamut of just a specific question that they have about an employee issue to, hey, we've got this big deal and I need you to help manage that process. And so it's really much more, you know, have the client and then uh, work with them through their, ver- their various problems. And I would imagine, since you sound like you, it's much different than your experience in Atlanta. Were, were you working for a big firm? I was. I worked at King and Spalding, and so yeah, that's big. Yeah, our office in Atlanta had four hundred plus lawyers. My business litigation group had ninety lawyers uh, in Atlanta, and so I principally did just business litigation. The surprising thing with moving to Rome was my actually what I do on a day to day basis hasn't changed. It's just the amount in controversy. There's a few less zeros involved. Um, but in terms of the nuts and bolts of what I do, very similar. In fact, I'm doing a whole lot more because instead of it being a $50 million dispute, it's a million-dollar dispute or a $500,000 dispute. And so I came here three, four years out of law school in, in Atlanta. You know, I was fifth chair. <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing anything except, you know, discovery responses, all just the minutia. And here I come to Rome and just thrown into the fire. So I figure it out. Uh, so, so do you still do the minutia or do you have somebody that helps you with the minutia? I do more minutia than I would like. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so what is the, uh, I could compare and contrast the big law firm to the small town firm, but um, what is the, how is the experience different for you just from an enjoyment perspective? Is it about, about where you live and the quality of life more so than the job itself? It's both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly the quality of life is much different. We live downtown. I can walk to work. That's different than my commute into the office in Midtown Atlanta. Um, I would it, definitely see. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in Atlanta. In <laughs> and, and, and Atlanta, you know, it's a wonderful firm that I worked with, but I was 110056. That was my employee number. I, I was a, a fungible billing unit. And, and here, you know, in a smaller firm, uh, it's much more family-like. It's a lot more closer-knit. And, you know, if something comes up, like, hey, I've got to be at a wedding that's in Savannah, everybody here is going to totally understand, as opposed to that exact situation happened when I was in Atlanta. It's like, well, no, I need you here Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Wow. So it, it's just differences. It's like the movie Office Space. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm going to need you to come in tomorrow. I'm going to need you to come in this weekend. That's right. Uh, and so very little autonomy there. And almost not complete autonomy here, but well, Amber, I guess maybe you could touch on this. Part of um, part of the charm of Rome is the small town, and then the, the and the networking and the faces, and you know the the personal relationships which you're touching on in, in your business, which is where you know, that's the Chambers wheelhouse is creating these connections. So if you could just talk a little bit about that and and the Chambers role in that, yeah. So that is. 
I just had this conversation with someone who was interested in joining yesterday and she was like, we are a new nonprofit and we just want to make connections. And I was like, well, you are calling the right place because there's a place for everybody. If you aren't one of those that just can go easily network in a room full of 50 people, that's okay. We host smaller events that are going to be more your speed. If you do want to be in a room full of 100 people and be a social butterfly, there's a place for you there. If you want to connect and not just grow your business, but also create a community like Lee was talking about. We have a young professionals group if you're that he started out in, and we've really relaunched that lately, and that's been great. And we have people who have just moved to Rome in the last couple months, and they're like, I have no friends, and I don't know anybody yet. So I want to meet people, and this is a great opportunity for them to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Poor people don't have any friends. They, they don't have friends here. <laughs> they have friends, but they don't have any friends here. Well, they moved for a job or something like that, and they haven't made connections yet. Well, and I know you all had the big membership drive last year, and it was a great success and got over a 1,000 members now. But there are still businesses out there that might not even understand the advantages of, oh, I hear about the chamber, but what does the chamber do? You know, if you could kind of give me your yeah. sales pitch, what does the chamber do? So the chamber, I feel like we do a lot. We we offer those network well, you do, connections, but, but I don't know that everybody knows that. Yeah, we we offer those network connections. We um, have a great partnership with the Georgia Chamber and Blue Cross Blue Shield. We offer some insurance options for you. We um, put your business on our website, which is huge. That helps your Google ranking. Um, people call us all the time saying, "I need somebody who does." roofing so we will only refer our members um we work with a we have people that just walk in off the street and say hey i'm moving to rome what do i need to know so we help there too we refer them to all of our members they're what else Pod- podcasting <laughs> podcasting <laughs> we yes there's so many things i'm sitting here trying to think of everything yeah. in the world we we offer this podcast which is a great way to get your business out there and we talked about ribbon cuttings earlier. We host ribbon cuttings, business after hours. We offer small business action council, which is a great program to really learn um, different things that affect your business, how we bring in speakers, training. We have a great partnership with Google. We do grow with Google seminars, what great is, access to training. What is business after hours? So business after hours is where we partner with a local business or nonprofit and they typically host us in their location and we invite all our members. It's a great way to network, meet people. A lot of times it's them a new business and they want to show off their facility or they've added something and sometimes they're just celebrating something new and just want to get people in. Yeah, and another thing that y'all did that hopefully is gone away now is y'all were so helpful in navigating businesses through COVID and some of the government things and the the payroll and all that y'all really dove into that head first we did and it was it was a crazy time I think for everybody I think everyone was just trying to get by and figure it out and we wanted to be able to help those businesses and so we were just reading everything every time the governor put out a press release every time there was anything we were sitting there examining sending it out to who we thought it needed to go to we were taking calls from everybody helping as much as we could or, or hopefully the world is back to normal can we yes 
Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, this is a podcast. People can't see <laughs> your fingers. So you need to actually say fingers crossed. Um, so uh, as a board member, what are, what are your responsibilities, if any? So, I mean, can you, can you fire Eric and Amber? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, collectively, maybe. Uh, actually, no, collectively, I, I believe. I don't have the org chart in front of me. Uh, collectively, the board hires uh, the executive director president. And then the executive director president then – staffs how he or she feels that she should staff. And so that would be Amber and Eric. Okay. And, and any other responsibilities? Just to, just uh, do, you, do you guys oversee budget? What do you, what do you, right. Yeah. So, I mean, we were meeting on a monthly basis. We're now meeting every other month. And really the, um, I'll call it the executive board, executive committee, really does the really hard work. And then the entire board then meets on an every other month basis. We look at financials. We look at what's going on with the chamber. We provide our um, input. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, the community is represented through the board in the variety of aspects, whether it's manufacturing, healthcare, education, uh, legal, business, whatever, that it's all represented. We can bring different viewpoints that hopefully helps guide the chamber in their direction, and maybe we have ideas that they haven't thought about. Um, so it's really uh, an, an advisory. Um, it's probably our biggest piece. And on top of that, we're, I mean, we're an ambassador for the chamber is we're, you know, the folks that when you go look at the Chamber website, we're on that list. And so we're the folks in the community that are hopefully espousing what Amber just said, all the benefits of being a Chamber member. And how long do you serve? It's a great question. Um, (laughs) I believe my term was three years. I'm on year four or five. I can't recall. Uh, So, (laughs) Like it it just kind of kept going. What are you, what are you, what are you, Putin? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, so, uh, but you're locked in and, and happy to be there and, and, and you sing its praises all day long. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's an easy thing to sing. You know, I'm all about community and giving back and this is just one way to do that. Well, it's interesting to me, um, as, as involved as you are, are you ever spread too thin in, in anything, you know? Uh, especially when two children came along. Uh, my, <laughs> my, my, my wife told me that I needed to dial back. And so I've attempted to do that. Um, I'm always not good at saying no. Um, but yes, I, I have been spread. Well, um, I'm kind of changing back to your legal career here. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, uh, so-and-so is a lawyer, so-and-so is a lawyer. Is it what you thought it would be when you were pursuing it? It's always going to be different than what you saw. It's nothing like you see on television uh, or or you read in the books. It's not this – you don't have these Matlock moments uh, where the guy finally, you know, admits to to murder on the stand. I mean, that's rare. I've had a few uh, near Matlock moments, but but nothing like what you see. And it's just – it's hard work, and and that's the part that I'm okay with, but it's different than maybe what people uh, may may think. And – so there was there was there was no other path. You were you were locked in on the law since a kid. I'm one of those weird people that I think by the age of 14 I decided I was going to law school, and that's all I've ever really thought about. That's not weird. <laughs> you, you pursued a dream, and now you're stuck with it. That, well, that, <laughs> as I'm nearing middle age, that's what I'm coming to grips with. <laughs> now you're stuck with it. And, and uh, Eric, you you kind of had a, a diverse background, but so what attracted you to come work for the chamber? Um, one of the things that attracted me to come work for the chamber is the opportunity to add value to the community um, and adding value through leadership programs um, is top notch for me. I come from a leadership background. And so when I saw that opportunity, I was like, this is spot on for me to be able to add value back to the community in a, in a different way um, and have an impact 
on our community. And Eric, you've got that that great radio voice too, good podcasting voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Barry White. <laughs> I, I guess you probably heard that your whole life about, or maybe not. No, not really, but I have heard it before. <laughs> Especially get on these professional microphones. Um, so Amber, what's 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 the future of the chamber look like over? I guess the next six months, next year, just kind of keep on keeping on trying to grow membership. Any what are the what are the plans? So we are going to continue. We've I feel like in the last couple months, we've added a lot of new things. We're, like Eric was talking about, he's making a lot of changes with leadership program. And Lee was talking about wanting to see that in the adult. And he's been working on that as well. So we're really excited to see those programs grow. And I think that's really where we're at. Like we all are just so excited about what we're doing that we're, we're, We've had a lot of programs for years, but we're figuring out what everybody needs. We want to be a great resource for our community. So we want to hear what everyone needs and what how we can help make their business grow. Yeah, maybe what are some unusual things that maybe you hadn't anticipated when, when have people come to you, the, you know, any time in your career and said, have we considered this? And you go, oh, light bulb goes off. Yeah, let's put that in motion. Um, has there been anything like that where the, or am I stumping you? I'm, I'm trying to think that one through. What there, there's been so many things. I was going to say the chamber's gone through a little bit of change over the yes. past two or three years. So I, I will sing their praises as to how they have managed through all of the changes, whether that's been organizational, whether that's been personnel. It's been wonderful to watch Amber and Pam and Eric really sort of guide us through this this change. And I think they're doing a phenomenal job. I mean, just – this past year's board retreat I thought was great. There were a lot of great new ideas because the chamber has done so many things. Just, oh, we always do leadership Rome high school. We always do leadership Rome for adults. So it's exciting to hear that that's a good program. But how do we improve it? Yeah. How do we make it better? How do we tweak it? You know, it's easy just to press play. It's more difficult to actually get your hands dirty and say, let's, let's make this a little bit better. Well, because our community changes, our people change. Exactly. You know the 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 hurdles in front of us change. Right. So you know you, the same playbook isn't always going to work. <laughs> well, and I guess that's that's like Eric with you being new. It's a it's a new set of eyes. Exactly. So Eric's brought such a, a new perspective to it with that leadership background and and bringing in um, like let's focus. It is called leadership room. Let's focus a little bit more on leadership and not just so all focused on showing you around the community and you know that builds a leader for our community but we want to help give them those skills as well and i guess that's probably key to a little bit of board turnover as well you know you mentioned the different you know health care late legal manufacturing what have you but fresh eyes there over time would help right that's right and that's why they have term limits right <laughs> and so that's why i'll be rolling off and there'll be a new set of eyes somebody that's you know maybe more energized because you do get a little bit of fatigue when you sit on a board, right? You, you get used to these meetings. So I, I think it's critical to any board that you have people that roll on and roll off as long as there is some continuity to help tie those boards together. And you mentioned the board retreat. Is that something you guys do annually or, or, and where, where is that? So it is not something that we have done annually. It's something that you should do annually or at least every other year. Um, to make sure, frankly, it, it, it works as much for onboarding for your new uh, board members as it does for just creating the collective thought of the board. Um, but I think COVID was a big impact for oh, why yeah, sure. we, we didn't have it over we, the past yeah, couple years. Yeah, we did years. it Zoom. So it was a, a it was it was an 
It was a board retreat, but it was a Zoom version of a board <laughs> retreat. So it wasn't that in person, you know, we were being safe. So we were doing the board retreats. They were just. Everybody retreated to their kitchen and <laughs> got, were, on, right. got, on their, got on their own laptop. Yes. Right. So uh, it was nice to have it in person this year. Yeah. Oh, so, so that happened and yeah. It happened. I, I can't remember if it was January or February. But, February. But, but yeah. it happened. Uh, we Everybody took off an afternoon and. Uh, it was good, and that, yeah, that way the the group comes together collectively to focus on chamber business and and plotting a course. Okay, that's very interesting. Let's kind of go around the room here. Any final thoughts of of uh, um, you know chamber business, your business? We can even do contact information, um, and I, that way the podcast will only be a half hour, so you can't bill us for an hour. Point <laughs> <laughs> five, because I know how you lawyers are. <laughs> Uh, what's the old, you know, what do you call a thousand lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? A good start. <laughs> I guess you've heard all the lawyer jokes. I've heard a few. <laughs> I guess you're a guest. I should be nice. Uh, not at all. I'm used to it. <laughs> but why is your profession picked on a joke so much? Why do you think that is? It's just easy. <laughs> not every, not all professions get picked on like lawyers. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, well, uh, um, so contact information for you, Lee, if anybody needs to sue anybody. <laughs> sure. Uh, our, our main line is, is 706-291-8853, and our uh, website is brinson-askyou.com. And so like, how many partners are at the firm? So we have a total of 20 or so lawyers, okay. um, and we have about 45 people under our roof. So we're we're one of the larger outside of the metro area in, in Northwest Georgia. Okay, so your spe- your specific focus is is perhaps business litigation. Correct. But as a firm, you can represent a variety of things. Right. We're a full practice firm. Yeah. Uh, we do just about everything under the sun except for criminal defense. Now, that would be the one thing that we really so don't. You're not going to have a Matlock moment if you don't. <laughs> we, we won't. We <laughs> won't. Uh, uh, but if you do have a criminal problem, we're happy to refer you to somebody that we we trust and respect. Um, but no, full service firm and uh, thoroughly enjoy working here in town and throughout the Northwest Georgia area. Oh, so full service. I mean, that's everything from divorces to wills to you, everything. You name it. Okay. Um, just except criminal defense. So no Matlock moments. That's right. Um, uh, Eric, your contact information and, and anything coming up in any of your programs that people need to know dates or can reach out to you regarding? Yes, definitely. Our leadership program, I don't know how this is going to fall with the listening ear, but um, our Emerge is this Friday, May 13th is the deadline for that, for high school leadership, Emerge. and then to, to, for The deadline to? To apply. Okay. To apply okay. for the application. And then for the adult leadership, our deadline for nominations is May 20th. Okay. And then my contact information is my email is ecollins um, at romega.com. And our phone number is 706-291-7663. Still learning that one. Look how y'all are already finishing each other's sentences. (laughs) We work well together. Uh, And and Amber? any, any final thoughts from you, contact information for yes. you? Yes. So I'm just thankful to have Eric on board and all of our team and Lee's work. He's, he's been, like he said, he's been on the board a while. So I feel like we've been on there together. I've been almost at the chamber for six years. So it's been great to work with everybody. And we are just excited about what the future holds for the chamber. But you can get in touch with me at the same number. And my email <laughs> is just awest at romega.com. And please, if you're not 
already follow us on social media that's where we keep up with all of our events going on that is where we share this podcast so and it's it's uh pictures of ribbon cuttings and it's it's good stuff okay great any final thoughts are we wrapped up all good thank you thank you thank you all so much for being here you've been listening to the rome floyd chamber small business spotlight we broadcast from the hardy realty studios and we work in cooperation with the rome news tribune thank you for listening